A hero is integrity, humanity, and compassion in action. The hero frequency is the thread of those qualities binding us all. I'm Yasmin Joy, an empathic survivor of loss, grief, and more. And every week, I'll be sharing tips and tales that brought me to my mission of identifying and amplifying the hero frequency. Let's tune in and turn it up. Hey, welcome back. I was originally planning to have a Real Talk Real Time episode with you, but I found something that I had written around this time in 2020. And in light of the upcoming elections, I want to share this piece with you. A little background. Before 2016, I would always have a series of gratitude posts just in time for the holidays. I would usually highlight a topic or a person each day, explaining in detail why I was grateful for that thing or person. Now I'm going to roll into something a little bit touchy for most of us, especially after 2016, and that is politics. I have to admit that before 2016, I was very politically ignorant, and I think a lot of us were because we are, as citizens, kind of like kids in a household where the parents are taking care of business and they're doing their thing and maybe they'll mess up. But for the most part, we're taken care of. So we have the luxury of being blissfully ignorant. Now, before I get into this, I want to say that whatever your political stance is, the fact that you're on this podcast, to me, means that we are on the same side of the most important thing, which is prioritizing humanity. In 2016, politics steamrolled into my territory. Humanity issues. Now, this isn't to say that politics hasn't always played with humanity issues. But in 2016, what I saw set off all of my intuitive and developed alarms. I really hesitate in bringing up the topic of politics, and I'm not even sure if I'm going to keep this episode after the upcoming elections. But for now, it's what is calling for me to do. What I've learned is that we cannot dismiss the power of influence that politics has on not just our lives as a whole, as a governing body, but the ripples of leadership spread throughout its people, throughout its country. And if you're not in tuned with your hero frequency, and it doesn't mean that you're a bad person, it could just mean that you've experienced life in a way that has made you detach from this frequency in order to survive. But whatever the reason, if you're not in tuned to the right frequency, you can be susceptible to the programming by a frequency that is harmful. And as we've seen from 2016, so many people are susceptible to tuning in to harmful frequencies. That's all I want to say about that for now. But I want to share with you the first of my gratitude series of 2020. I named this series The Gifts of the Sift Through Four Years. Day one was Gift One, The Heroes. As some of you know, I used to do these posts daily for a month before and some weeks after Thanksgiving. I stopped in 2016 because I was too devastated to think. I didn't even plan on bringing them back yet this year until just now, after writing the following last week. Since Saturday, I've been thinking of those who fought to save our democracy over the past four years, standing up to this tyrant and his henchmen. 
They put their heart and soul into their efforts to fight for our democracy and all it protects, the likes of those who boldly brought truth to the people in high court, like Robert Mueller, Marie Jovanovich, Christine Blasey Ford, and Alexander Vindman, are true patriots in Congress speaking up in America where civilians have lost all civility towards any DT dissenters. Our faithful servants like Ted Liu and Gretchen Whitmer are experts looking to protect us, like Dr. Fauci, putting themselves also on the blacklist of Trumpers' standby men, are sensitively gifted, incredibly intelligent, and too quickly matured children taking on topics and bullies that most of us can't fathom handling with such strength and grace, like Emma Gonzalez, David Hogg, and Greta Thunberg. And on the ground, we lost peaceful protesters, people who just showed up to speak up for human and civil rights for the marginalized, heroes like Heather Heyer and Anthony Huber. I'm just scanning my brain because I know this sampling is threadbare compared to the full list of contributors that fought for us all. They stood toe-to-toe against the big evils that were empowered and standing by for DT. I could only imagine how some of them must have felt waves of awareness to the dangers about which they tried to warn us and then ebbing of action because we were barraged non-stop for four years by DT's corruption, cruelty, and catastrophes. The ever-faithful and Republican Mueller, whose life was a career of sacrifice and service to our country, couldn't sway Trumpers. Christine Blasey Ford's calm, clear, genuine testimony couldn't compete against her toxic, male-empowered, ranting, alleged rapist. Heather Heyer was one of the first peaceful protesters killed by DT's fascist fans, and then no further preventative action, but instead increased attacks and murders by more DT-encouraged fascist terrorists. But the first person I thought of when Biden was announced president-elect on Saturday was Alexander Vindman. His words echoed in my head, Here, right matters. I remember his courage, bearing himself vulnerable to DT's vindictive wrath, for speaking his words of truth, for the love of and faith in his country. And we saw nothing get better. It was heartbreaking for me to think that Vindman's honor and faith would not be rewarded until the one fell swoop of redemption through our most important representation of our democracy, our presidential election. Even DT's best worst plays couldn't stop the cavalry of Alexander Vindman's, those who insisted, here, right matters. They showed up by mailing in their votes when DT and his henchmen shut down hundreds of polls. They showed up in line from morning to night when DT's assigned democracy traders attacked our USPS, destroying nearly a thousand sorting machines and stole ballots through fake ballot boxes. I was scared our democracy was over. I emotionally prepared myself a week in advance and created a support group to make sure I could harbor others in the event of absolute worst-case scenario to buffer its initial impact. But it wasn't over. By Friday, I started to allow myself to hope. At Saturday's announcement, it felt like we'd come out of bomb shelters together after a war, tentative, incredulous, a kind of numb joy. Alexander Vindman and his words were the first things that popped in my mind. I was grateful to know that his devotion and faith in our democracy and his valiant effort to stand by it, speak up for it, would not be in vain. 
The people have spoken, and we will not allow him to silence our voices, to squash our democracy another day. There are a lot of us, and our allies worldwide stand behind us as well. I'm immeasurably grateful for all the heroes that played a hand, including those that gave their lives, if not risked the peace and security of their families, by speaking up against the worst and most dangerous mistake our country has ever made. They did it because they had the clarity of mind and courage of heart, because they believe in equal civil and human rights for all, and that here, right matters. That was such an emotional election, and so when I wrote that, I was really moved emotionally to do so, and I didn't read it out loud to you, but somewhere in the piece I had noted in parentheses that I was tearing up as I was writing it. At the time of this recording, news just broke out that Nancy Pelosi's husband was recently attacked in their home by a man with a hammer looking for her. My mom once asked me, how come in history all the good guys get murdered and evil leaders don't? I told her because the enemy of evil people are good people and they don't attack and they don't kill. And the enemy of people on the good side are people who are evil. So if you're confused about all the different news sources saying different things about the other sides, and so how can you know who's really the good guy? If you don't have a sense of it, then just look to the followers, particularly if the entitled or the toxic, if not criminal, tend to lean on one side. If they show up guns blazing, literally, because they aren't getting their way, a way that entitles them and or suppresses another of their equal rights. Even though I'm talking about the political landscape, this is applicable to your personal inner circles as well. If you pay attention, you may find microcosms of the same dynamics because both are made up of the same people. Good, bad, helpers, enablers, the powerful, the fearful, those whose fears trigger them into harming others versus those whose fears stem from love and care for humanity and triggers them to educate, nurture, find solutions for the good of all who mean no harm for the good of all. We can't go back to not knowing and not caring because our nation has been compromised, because the mind of its people have been compromised. More than ever, we need you on this frequency, this frequency of humanity, and we need its amplification because humanity needs a lot of help. And what is a hero but a responder to humanity's call for help? It is humanity in action. But you first need to be able to hear that call. Thanks for tuning in. And don't forget to vote for the frequency you want at the polls as well as in your mind, heart, and home. I appreciate you so much. See you next time. Every day is an opportunity to exercise your integrity, humanity, and compassion, including for yourself. May you go with the company of good, the endurance of love, the beauty of wonder, and the dignity of kindness. Thanks for tuning into The Hero Frequency. 